0: Another way we know that mainland corporate governance rates relatively lowly is by looking at actual market data. Economists often say that prices don't lie. Stock market crashes also do not lie. The infographic that we see here shows the average time that mainland companies listed in the US took to delist. These companies, many of which listed or merged, engaged in reverse mergers around 2004, ended up delisting, because of a scandal, roughly during the global financial crisis. Thus, we know that corporate governance in these companies could not withstand the economic crisis and that the market ended up revealing these bad corporate governance practices. Furthermore, we see, based on the correlation of share prices and lawsuits, we see that poor corporate governance ends up costing these mainland companies a lot of time and a lot of money. Even if mainland companies benefit in the short term from poor corporate governance practices, they do not benefit in the long term. The infographic we're looking at now looks at the effect on market value relative to the book value of assets of these mainland companies listed on various exchanges. So as mainland companies list on the NASDAQ, we see their market value relative to their book value or relative to the value of what they paid for a particular assets, That value increased by more than a factor of two when they adopted the NASDAQ's corporate governance regulations. These market valuations increased slightly over two for listing on the American Stock Exchange and again adopting its corporate governance practices Interestingly enough, when mainland companies delisted from a U.S. exchange and then listed in Hong Kong, they saw a market valuation decline, strongly suggesting that corporate governance regulations, among others, are less coveted in Hong Kong than in the U.S., and indeed many analysts have suggested that these market valuations show why Hong Kong corporate governance regulations do not serve companies as well as they do in the US. The biggest decline though comes from Taiwanese corporate governance regulations and we see that market valuations decline roughly by a factor of two as mainland companies move their listings from the US to Taiwan. So we can clearly see in the data that listing on various exchanges and adopting their corporate governance rules certainly has strong effects on these mainland companies' valuations. The infographic in front of us shows the estimated returns from the Sarbanes-Oxley Act as a proxy for looking at the broader corporate governance regulations affecting U.S. listed companies. Each of these bars show the effect of Sarbanes-Oxley on value companies versus growth companies, small companies versus large they show the effects of this regulation on risk premia and on excess returns. And we see that Sarbanes-Oxley and these stricter corporate governance rules did indeed cause excess returns for all listed companies in the U.S. However, for most of these categories, the returns of foreign companies derived the greatest benefit from these stricter corporate governance regulations. So the message from all of these infographics is that Chinese companies should want to reform their corporate governance, not because they want to do the right thing, but because they want to obtain the market benefits that go along with better corporate governance. Indeed, several other infographics illustrate the case for reform. The infographic we see here shows that poor investment decisions go hand in hand with poor disclosure and corporate governance practices in China. So. Looking at the investment inefficiency or a econometric measure of the extent to which mainland companies are misallocating investment resources, we see that disclosure practices have very little effect on either over or under investment, yet they interact very strongly with corporate governance practices. And indeed, we see that corporate governance practices themselves have strong effects on investment misallocation, particularly in causing mainland companies to underinvest. Indeed, for mainland companies with relatively high corporate governance scores, we see that these effects are mitigated. However, even these well-ranking corporate governance companies exhibit some underinvestment. Again, we observe the benefits of corporate governance reform particularly in the area of disclosures as mainland companies which disclose more unsurprisingly statistically significantly end up getting more external finance and attracting very slight increases in return on assets. Again looking at this trade-off between self-serving and serving the broader interests of the corporation we see that certain corporate governance arrangements probably serve the corporate interests more than others. One way of illustrating this is to look at the effect of different corporate governance rules and practices on auditor choice. The idea in this study is that mainland companies with poor corporate governance practices would want to choose a lower or worse auditor such that poor corporate governance practices would slide along. We see that companies choose better auditors as the number of supervisors on their supervisory board increase, unremarkably as the company's assets, sales, and even debt increase, and unsurprisingly. Also, we see that companies with a very large shareholder relative to others end up choosing worse auditors, suggesting some amount of self-serving by these large shareholders. Again to hammer in this message of the relationship between market returns and corporate governance, we see the change in Tobin's Q versus changes in corporate governance index for these mainland companies and indeed we observe in this cloud of dots a slightly positive relationship between market valuations as a percent of book value and changes in these companies' corporate governance index scores. The cloud-like configuration of these data might lead us to question this relationship, but as we will demonstrate in other infographics, a large host of data helps to support this conclusion. So what overall benefit would better corporate governance give to mainland companies? In this infographic, we step back and we ask, well, if all mainland companies ratcheted up their corporate governance scores from the lowest to the highest on a five-point scale in the case of this infographic, what would be the increase in market valuation for these companies? And we calculate in terms of the Tobin's Q of these companies and their current market valuations that better corporate governance rules for these firms would add roughly 2.7 trillion extra US dollars to their market capitalization. We'll show later that the likely increase is much less than this best case scenario, but nevertheless, we are dealing with a very large amount of money.